Welcome to Culture FC, the weekly soccer show where we talk all culturally relevant soccer topics. We talk lifestyle, fashion, music, politics, everything off the pitch related to the beautiful game. My name's Alan, and I'm here with Louie and Brendan. This week, we talk culture versus international level support. What is more important? The differences between supporting your club versus supporting your country. Why we think one is more important than the other or not. We give our insights on what we, which one we think is more important, which one is more valuable, if one is more important than the other or not. Please be sure to share your thoughts on whether you think club or international support is more important. We obviously have our own ideas and opinions on it, but we'd love to hear what you think is more important. As always, be sure to leave us that five-star review. It helps us grow, helps our po- podcast rank better on iTunes, Android, Google Play, the whole shebang. We really appreciate it, so please get get out and do that we also ask that you please follow our instagram at culture f.c we post behind the scene videos pictures quotes a bunch of stuff that you don't get to hear or see in the weekly podcast you can also follow our own clothing line on instagram at treblewear t-r-e-b-l-w-e-a-r stuff that we've designed from the ground up so we'd love if you could give us some support there as well so that's it enough of me asking you to do stuff sit back relax and let's get into the episode disorder okay all right so first topic of the day pretty funny one um fuck my bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right first topic of the day we're gonna start off with a good giggle so after korea beat germany yep. in the game that just passed in mexico city euphoric mexican fans sought out the korean embassy and pulled the guy who was in the korean embassy out onto the street wasn't it the ambassador I, yes the ambassador yeah. forgive me the ambassador to mexico from korea was out on the streets and they made him do tequila shot <laughs> and i thought it was the coolest and funniest thing i've seen at least in most recent world cup memories i feel like that that like takes the cake for like just standard pure joy also, in Mexico City, one of the more popular areas, um, any really they were just any Korean found. <laughs> there was a one dude in, in like a cafe or something, but walking around and they they all of a sudden you see him go up on <laughs> Mexican shoulders and just being touted around the city square. It was like mad cool just because to see a country so hyped up yeah. about making it to the knockout yeah. stages is they just pick up any random yeah super Asian refreshing looking person <laughs> the guy could be that's like honestly what it was <laughs> yeah like they just pick up any guy that looks asian they were picking him up and throwing him around dude probably might have not even been korean and they're just like yep you're korean yeah. for the day yeah let's go no yeah mexico's celebrations have been winning the world cup so far for me i mean the, the earthquake artificial earthquake they created yep. now with this celebrating kind of everything um it's just been awesome to see how happy they are. Like, cause they lost that game like pretty yeah. badly. <laughs> like, they lost, they lost three nothing, but it was almost like that was overshadowed by just how happy their fans were that Korea won. Um, so I was, I was dying laughing when I saw all the reports and stuff of that. Oh man, it's so funny though. It's like they, like you said, they literally lost. They were like for them, it was out of their hands <laughs> if they qualified or not because they lost. All Germany needed to do was like beat South Korea. 
And then South Korea comes out and beats them 2 nothing and literally saves Mexico. Imagine South Korea, too, who had been having a pretty bad World Cup. Yeah. Like They lost both their previous games, right? They and, did. But they still came out on top yeah. and beat the, the last World Cup. So I don't know if you guys saw this, um, but apparently South Korea, you have to serve time in the military. And there was the picture of um, Sun that came out and he was like crying like pretty badly after they lost their second game. Um, and apparently he was crying because they they got to get out of doing any military service because they're professional footballers. So them lose like, and you're, and you're really only supposed to get out if you're, if you're doing your country honor by going out and doing something kind of. Yeah. Um, so son felt so bad that he actually was getting out of military service, but still disappointing his country that, and that's why he was so emotional. And like the rest of the, like the players were pretty emotional. You know, kind of the expectations on them weren't that high. I don't think think anyone really expected them to be, um, doing so on the world, or to be doing well at all in the World Cup, but he was so sad because he was out there getting out of military service, but still not kind of honoring his country. So I thought that was a super interesting kind of tidbit as to why he was so huh. so tired. But that's cool. It really showed like that final game versus Germany means mean meant a lot to them. Like that's the yeah. the prideful moment that that they wanted to produce, and um, he ended up scoring a goal. So I was, I was pretty happy for him. Yeah, that's dope. No, I mean that. Yeah. I'm just happy all Koreans should just be taking tequila shots today. Like, they did such yeah. a good job yesterday. Like, that was a phenomenal game. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, moving on to the next topic. So this has been a kind of interesting story that's come up kind of as a side story during the World Cup. And after the first Argentina game, a reporter came up to Messi and was kind of talking to him and eventually got to this little story that about how, how much his mom loves Messi and all of this. And his mom... The reporter's mom actually gave him a little ribbon, um, a red little ribbon. The reporter, was t- as, as he was telling Messi the story, gave the ribbon to Messi and said, well, here, please, will you take this in honor for my mom? She would really appreciate, appreciate it. Messi, being the nice guy that he is, takes the ribbon, whatever, kind of thinks that the story's over. And after the Argentina's third game where they actually won and qualified for the, for the next round, the reporter again comes up to Messi and goes, hey, man, do you remember me? Um, I'm the the reporter that gave you my mom's ribbon. Messi, again, Mr. Mr. <laughs> nice Guy, randomly points down to his cleat, like unfolds his sock, and inside the sock is his the the ribbon that the reporter oh, wow. had given him. That's wow. awesome. Um, and the the reporter, I mean, you can imagine, was left just like speechless. Dude, on can air. you imagine? He was like, <laughs> I don't know. He just couldn't. Fa- he was so thankful, so grateful to Messi for that. And I thought that that was just like. Oh my gosh, man! That like made me almost want to cry. Just because, like, it's the World Cup. You have this random reporter. You deal with reporters all the time. This reporter gives you something, and then you actually go through putting it in your sock. As like, it's I mean, soccer players are super superstitious. Puts it in his sock, uh, and and then I mean, has the chance to show him that he actually, it actually meant something to him. I thought that was I mean, amazing. Oh, it's so cool to hear that though. Like it's it just shows how much the world cup means to people and what it means to the people of some countries and what it means to, you know, families and things like that. And so the fact that Messi kept that ribbon and, and really like used it as like, uh, almost to like build up his own spirits of being like, all right, like we have to win for Argentina, for our people, for, for that reporter, for that reporter's mom, like things like that. It's just kind of crazy how it, how it just like means so much. Yeah. It makes me think of that mean Joe green commercial when the kid's like, sure. Hey, mean Joe, you want a Coke? And he's like, hands in the jersey it's just like wow that really means a lot to that kid now but and it kind of goes again a little bit 
against what we were talking about yes uh, last podcast where we were saying like our Messi kind of doesn't have this connection to Argentina and the fans I mean this definitely plays to the strings of, of um, proving that he kind of really does and he does care about the people um, so I mean that that was just a, a little little story but I thought it meant a lot to a lot of different people yeah means a lot more than how little of the story yeah it is yeah, it's definitely like a cool little like anecdote. Like it's such a small moment, but it just goes to represent so much, right? Like yeah. I think that's the coolest part about everything is that like tiny little moment, but it just like exemplifies how much the World Cup means. And I wonder if he'll be rocking the ribbon now in his sock after that. Week. I mean, they're saying like, so- soccer players are super superstitious. Probably. So, um, I mean, there's so many stories of how players are have different little rituals before and after games. I wonder if this will remain a part of his his ritual now. Oh, imagine if it was like it's slightly uncomfortable, but he's like doing it anyway. <laughs> kind like, of oh, piercing his skin. It stinks. So yeah, it gets <laughs> like all uh, like the red marks when you sleep on your arm for too long. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hopefully all is well with his foot. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I hope not. Yeah. Not well with his foot, but that's a personal problem. Um, but keeping along with the whole Argentina Messi discussion, uh, for anybody who happened to be watching the television during the Argentina uh, Nigeria game, which I wasn't, so oh no, I'm excited. Yikes. Uh, when so Diego Maradona, they keep panning to him during every single game, and he's been rocking. A, he's every game he comes to or he goes to, he has been rocking two watches. Yeah, because why not, right? Uh, Side note, Louis, do you know why he's showing up to every single game? Because he's getting paid ten thousand dollars every for every appearance no. by FIFA that he makes to the World Cup. No, so you're kidding. That's also why he shows like they're showing him in every single freaking game because wow. he was paying him. Hey, Maradona's <laughs> here. This means a lot. <laughs> what a life, huh? He just gets paid ten ten grand per game that he's, he's probably got Maradona time and regular time. <laughs> he's like, on this watch I'm counting how much money I'm making <laughs> per minute. <laughs> on this one I'm just counting regular time. <laughs> so dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that's yeah, actually FIFA's paying him to be to me. be there for the World Cup. So some, um, of, some of us have it better than others. Jesus Christ. So anyway, I didn't realize that that's why they were painting to him every single game. I figured just because he's an uh, Argentine legend and a World Cup legend that they were showing him, which would make sense. Yeah. But, hey, if they're paying him ten grand for every appearance, yeah. good for him. That's a lot of coke he can buy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what ended up happening? So before the... Uh, before the Argentina-Nigeria game, they were showing him. He was having a grand old time up in that press box. He was dancing with some lady, like, tipping her over, doing all this yeah. beautiful <laughs> stuff. And he's just, like, having a grand old time. And then um, Nigeria or Argentina scored their second goal in, like, I think it was, what, like, the 87th minute or whatever it was. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they pan up to Maradona, and this man is jumping over the barrier that's holding the press box flipping off everybody and he just has this like crazed look in his eyes and he's just like like <laughs> celebrating the goal and then um he's just going bananas everybody on the field celebrating he's celebrating up in the press box and then all of a sudden after the game uh video footage comes out that he had to be escorted from his press box like from the where they watch the game in the press box into the inner side of the press box where they have like food and drinks and all this stuff and there was like a doctor checking up on him and he had to be dragged from his seat and like helped up and propped to walk into like the food area. No way. Um, yeah. To to like be checked up on by by a doctor, and I they had to take him to the hospital. And it was kind of crazy. This dude looked so coked up out of his mind. <laughs> really? It was there, absurd. Does Maradona have a coke problem? Oh my does gosh. Maradona have a coke yeah, problem? Dude. I didn't know that. Pretty dude. much single handedly keeps the coke empire alive <laughs> with his purchases. He, um, a few a few stories with that. Like one. I randomly ran across a video on Twitter 
um, of like an old like all star match that Maradona was playing a part in, and he scored a goal, and people were running on the field. Someone comes on the pitch with a bag of coke and gives him a little sniff during this all happening. No so way! I'll, I'll pull it off my Twitter. So you're telling me that he ha- he took a celebratory <laughs> bump? <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, like and, but like no one cared. <laughs> he was just like on the pitch. It was caught, captured on camera. Uh, amazing, but yes, Lionel Messi has a coke wow. problem. Lionel nope. Messi. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oops. Sorry, Messi. Uh, Maradona Sorry. has a coke problem. Hey, maybe Messi does have a coke problem. We don't yeah. know. Or maybe he needs to get on the coke. And, uh, <laughs> hey, the coke worked really well for Maradona in two yeah. World Cups. Right. So. As far as we know, Messi doesn't have a coke problem, and maybe that's the issue. Yeah. And then, and then another video surfaced of that of the of that day where this guy was like talking to Maradona. Was like Maradona, like we are champions, and Maradona just was looking at him and just had no idea what he's talking about. And then he finally came to the realization and thought the guy was taking a picture of him and just like sticks his <laughs> thumb out at like posing for the camera. Stands there for like like I'd probably say fifteen seconds. And the guy's like, okay. And then he's just like wobbling back into reality. Like <laughs> so it would honestly feel pretty bad for him. Like it it's it's like pretty scary sight to see like I don't know, just an icon of the sport kind of going through this, but yeah, but I mean, it was funny and sad at the same time. A little bit. I did yeah. get a little scared. I'm like, damn, is this dude really about to die on die. national television yeah, because he he's die. fucking overdose on coke? Yeah. <laughs> but even if you, there's a video of the 1994 World Cup, which was like Maradona's last World Cup. Um, they say that he was on coke during the whole tournament because yeah. there was a goal he scored. He ran to the camera and you could see it in his eyes. His eyes were like super wide he didn't look like he was like looking straight he looked yeah. like as if he was looking past the camera yeah. and he was just screaming yeah that was a celebratory like yeah. that was I a celebration yeah. i mean i think there was a period after he retired where it was like a real problem that he like went to rehab oh yeah shit. for I, sure i can't really remember i remember it being a topic of conversation i can't really remember if he like got help for it yeah um but it does not seem like he is done with that nope he life. seems like he's still living his best life and yeah. maradona we wish you all the best yeah. i'm i'm glad you're still rocking your two watches Yes. Yeah. Two watches. <laughs> They're both like fifty thousand dollar watches too. <laughs> They're like autumn. What are the uh, Audemars Piaget's? The shit that like Jay Z wears. Oh so, wow! Nice. I feel like Maradona's made so much more money as like an ambassador for random Rare fucking things, things yeah. in his life than from being a soccer player. Yeah. Like no, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like yes, he's won two World Cups. He won a lot of different things with his club, uh, his club teams. But this man, hundred percent, made more money from his endorsement deals over the past twenty. Yeah. What is it? Twenty four years than like anything he ever did while playing the sport. Plus, given the fact that in Argentina, probably doesn't pay for a freaking thing. Like just walks around like a king. Just, he yeah. is. He wants coffee. He goes into the cafe, gets coffee for free. True. He wants to eat lunch. Any restaurant's giving him lunch for free. Wants so. to take a couple bumps. Someone will help him. <laughs> Someone. Everyone will help. Dude, he probably has a coke guy who just follows him. Yeah. He's just like he's not the kind of person who probably buys coke. He's probably just the guy who has. He has a guy who always has yeah. coke on him. Who's just like, hey, hey, Steve, uh, you got that coke for me? All right, I need a little it, bit man. more. Yeah. Uh. So moving on to this week's main topic, we kind of wanted to dive into kind of what it means to support your club versus what it means to support your country and kind of dive into like which one means more in a way and kind of really dive into that. Um, Because, you know, the World Cup is every four years. A lot of you have a lot of people who don't support their countries of birth. They actually just support another country. And the same kind of thing with clubs where it's like, you know, you support. Now, nowadays, you can kind of support whoever because they're all on TV and all of this and that. So kind of keeping along those lines of uh, nationalism and, and, and supporting your country and your club, kind of wanted to dive into a little bit of that. So, yeah, I think we should maybe start off with asking the question of, you know, what's more important 
to support your club or your country? And maybe that's a good starting spot for a conversation. We'll go from there. Um, for me, I don't know. That's a hard question because I don't know which one I would say is, is more important because for me, the I support Brazil the most during World Cup. During friendlies and stuff, I can't say that I'm like a religious follower. Um, I know when they're playing, kind of who who's playing on the team. But I, there are two people that definitely follow the the Brazil's national team way harder than I do during kind of the off season. I'll call it. But when it's World Cup time, I don't. I don't, I've never experienced as much like enthusiasm and passion for a team as when the Brazil's national team is playing during World Cup season. Um, that being said, if you contrast that when I every season with Manchester United, I follow them religiously, blah, blah, I know the ins and the outs. I think that just in terms of if I were to say which one is more important, I would gauge it based off of which one I feel the most emotion for. And that would be the Brazilian national team during the World Cup. I mean, there's like no other time when my heart races as fast and I'm just like as jittery and I get pretty freaking jittery for just United games. So when it's a World Cup season and it's Brazil playing, I'm just like, it's, it's to the point where it's like not fun to actually watch the games. It's like, uh, it's like I, I want to see them play, but I also just want it to be over with because I just don't want to deal with that, that like emotion anymore. Um, so I'll definitely say fall for me, following Brazil is more important during the World Cup. Um, Mitch said it comes a close second, but f- I, I would say definitely World, uh, Brazilian national or international team. Yeah, I don't feel as strong as a connection with my country per se. Yeah, I guess just because, like you said, I mean, it happens every four years. And then I feel like the MLS kind of overshadows that in a, in just a little bit because there's there's more going on in the United States with the soccer and the MLS and <laughs> I feel like there's not a lot of publicity towards like the men's yeah. national team all the time. Well, especially them not being in now. It may exactly. Be hard to, to really gauge that. Um, but like you said, Liverpool plays every season. Yeah. There's way more news going on. There's way more people, I think, involved in like the there's the marketing of it. There's yeah. there's th- and like New Balance is so heavily involved yeah. with Liverpool. They even had a video that came out with their new away jersey um, about. Like, do you support your club or your country? And yeah. they went around Anfield and around oh, Liverpool cool. area, and they're like, club or country? And, every, like, 90% of them were like, yeah. club. Right. Me, me club. Yeah. Me club. Yeah. Me club. So, and it's it's interesting because I don't – I'm not – we're not in England, but, like, yeah. we feel so much more connected to the team that plays every season, I think. So, would I have a different answer if the United States were in the World Cup right now? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I think – for now even yeah for now i would say my club is yeah. a little bit more important to me right uh for me i think my answer lies a little bit along with al's uh i think that it really just depends on timing i love supporting manchester united i will follow them every single season i'll watch every i'll try to watch every game some games are at six in the morning i'm not a morning person so <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i'll watch as many games as possible i follow up on the news and I'm 100% supporting of Manchester United during the season. But when it's Brazil, there's no – the way I see it is that there's no greater emotion than an international game, especially in the World Cup. Maybe my, my, um, my view on this is skewed, being Brazilian and having experienced a World Cup triumph in my lifetime and just ha- hearing all the stories about how, you know, Brazil's won so many World Cups and all of this. I guess that kind of 
sways my opinion a little bit because I know how much it can mean yeah. uh, to, to on that stage. Um, but I can definitely see where, where some people may not be as for their country versus their clubs. When I was, I was doing a, a little bit of light research on this and some interesting points came up in my research. And I was kind of trying to figure out why some people don't feel the same way I do about my country. Um, not because like, like I love Brazil. I will be honest and tell you that the country itself, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of things I love about the country, but there's a lot of stupid shit that I hate about that country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Similar to the United States, of course. There's stuff that I absolutely love about the United States and there's stuff that I really don't care for. Um, but I, I wanted to find out why it is that some people just aren't super into that nationalism, super into that, like, let me support my country. And someone brought up a good point and they're saying that um, – because they pose a very similar question of what's more important, club versus country. And the person said, you know, f the nationalism plays a big part. And in certain countries, certain parts of the country may not feel like they identify with that country per se. So, for example, he gave the example of like Spain. He's saying that uh, you have people in like the Basque region of, of Spain who would identify themselves first as like Basque Basque, or right. Catalan or because um, I forget the other part of Spain that he, he mentioned, but they would identify as their, that region first before they identify as Spanish. And he's also said the same thing about Italians. They're like a lot of people in Italy would identify first as like Sicilian before they identify as Italian. So I guess the nationalism and, and pride really kind of depends on each country. And that really opened my eyes because I'm like, that's very interesting to me, right? It's like, you know, uh, it's such an interesting idea where it's like, yes, you are Spanish, but you are first from that region. And so I can kind of sort of see why you might not feel as attached to a national team, I guess. Um, but I don't know. What are you guys' takes on that aspect of it? No, absolutely. I think that that definitely plays a role. I mean, it, not every country is as, as nationalistic as other countries. Um, I mean, the U.S. is very nationalistic, so when, I'm sure when the World Cup comes along, you know, you, you'd see that energy. Yeah. There are other countries that are like that, that like being, say, German is more important than being from a specific part of Germany, something like that. It, I think that's 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 interesting. I'm going to tie in both of your points. You be saying the thing, the New Balance video, bringing up Liverpool and how everyone there was saying club is more important. Um, and, and you saying, talking about different regions. And I think that that's very interesting because, um, say, for England, England, it plays on a lot of roles that you were talking about of they haven't been successful in a very long time. So their fans are more inclined to be like, well, this team isn't bringing anything back for me. I keep putting my energy into them. They're not returning me anything. They're not returning anything positive for me. So I'm going to support my club more than I support the national team because that I'm actually seeing results out of that. So, and we've seen this when Liverpool, um, I mean, uh, when, when the English national team, they played um, in the Euro Cup and they lost that game to Iceland, I believe, or they needed to win to go through. Um, that was kind of the, the tipping point for English fans. A and they were booing them off the field. They'd never seen something like that for English fans, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that and that, that kind of cu cultivates all of these things that you're bringing together. It's like, well, I I'm putting my energy into here. I'm traveling far to come watch England play. They're not returning anything for me. I'm going to go. I am from Liverpool. I'm going to go be a Liverpool fan more than anything else. I don't care about the na English national team. So I, I think that, that that definitely plays a role. I mean, and it's especially prominent if, if the teams aren't successful. Whereas, like, Brazil is a nation that's that's won it repeatedly. Even if you are loyal to your f your club, 
you're going to be loyal to the team because you the, to the national team because you know that they're, they're actually bringing something back to you. Well, but that's what I find funny, right, about the England setup. It's not like England's never won anything. Sure, they've only won one tournament, and that's yeah. pretty much it, but they won the World Cup. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, they've never won anything, so it's a matter of – I guess that also kind of goes into the perspective, too, of like, you know, should you keep supporting a team that sucks, right? It's like that kind of thing. But, but I guess it might not be because you have options to support. You have your club, but you also have your national team. And that also – comes into play like the premier league is such an important and popular league that kids growing up see the premier league in england more so than anything else and so they already have a deep ingrained passion for their club like unless their player is playing on that world cup team i feel like they're they're less likely to care as much just because it's like well they're in their off season and it's a world cup year i'm gonna support them but what's what's the transfer news like what are we what are we doing this summer like that kind of stuff yeah, and I mean, along those lines, someone made a point about of what makes them different, like club versus country, is that, you know, in a, your clubs, they can always kind of be good in a way. It's like if you have the top club in England and you have plenty of money, you can just buy really great players. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can buy the best new striker. You can buy the best new right back. Whatever it is, your club can continue to maintain a, a high level. And that's why a lot of people support their club overall. For example, like Manchester United, yes, they've kind of gone through a relatively shitty period in comparison to the prior 20 years when Sir Alex was around. But that being said, they're still spending world record fees on Paul Pogba. They're still spending a ton of money on plenty of players to keep themselves at the top level. A national team, you can't just buy a striker. You yeah, can't just, right. um, you know, uh, transfer in whatever. It's a matter of, you know, only certain people can play for your your country, which we kind of touched upon last week. And so, sure, there are a, little, a couple of exceptions where you have a player who, who changes nationalities or things of that nature. Uh, but overall, you can't just buy a team. Um, and that's kind of why some people might argue that supporting a club is better because there's always highs. But I will argue the complete opposite. I think that that's what makes supporting a national team so important is that there isn't that ability to just like in uh, quote unquote by the league, right? The way that some people say that Man City did or some, how people say that Chelsea did it or whatever. It's a matter of your country just has to produce good players and you have to just be good. Yeah. Um, so that's for me, I would counter that argument with that part. So I have a question for you because I've, I've seen a couple interesting re- reports and just little tidbits that um, South American teams have been traveling way better than European teams. And logistically, it doesn't really make sense because South America is further away from Russia than um, European nations are. And normally when you're thinking European football, you think of a really rich heritage of of fans and culture for the sport. So I thought that that was interesting. And that kind of plays in with this. Do you think that there are cultural differences in, in following the national team when we're talking about kind of South America versus Europe? Because... I mean, I find it super amazing that, say, um, Peru or Colombia have more fans in Russia than a France or an England or whoever it may be that is closer there and and still are these nations that love the sport, right? So do we think that 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 is because there is a lack of following for the national team? Or or are there things that are inherently important and ingrained in a culture that would make it support their national team more more than another? That's an interesting point because I have noticed that you see a lot of these these nations that are relatively small and for the most 
part not considered to be like super yeah. well developed. I'm thinking in of like Columbia. Yeah. Like Columbia is the last couple yeah, games the game I've today, watched of them. They've full. been the most exciting, some of the most exciting fans that I've seen. I mean, every touch in the ball is oh like gosh. explosive. You Even know, watching the game happening. this morning. You right. watched the game this morning and it was just like constant like buzz. Right. I went to I went to go take a shit in the other room <laughs> and the constant buzz made me think that they had scored so a goal and right. nothing had Whereas happened. like you watch, I don't, I don't know, I'm trying to think of um, uh, two Europeans. I don't know. You come, you watch a matchup between maybe a, a Belgium and someone else. Not that exciting. Not that much buzz. Even though you would think, hey, yeah, these teams are mad good. Yeah, right. what you think? And then, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's weirdly enough, I have I have this like gut feeling that I think that maybe European countries have experienced the bad side of nationalism throughout the last you know century and a half that maybe they're not as nationalistic as we are over in this part of the world you know south and north america where i feel like there's a huge amount of nationalism and nationalistic pride all across south and north america versus in europe i feel like they've experienced such so much turmoil on that front over the last uh, century and a half especially with you know they're all so close together they created the european union to basically open up the borders across a, a, a huge amount of the european uh, nations that you that i think they might be slowly starting to lo- blur those lines of what it means to be uh you know english versus what it means to be french because you know you have a lot of immigrants in those countries as well uh from you know a lot of times with france it's like the countries that they had colonized at one point or or they had you know how like or how england used to have like the control of india and how there's a lot of indian uh english people and things of that nature it kind of starts to blur the lines along uh, you know what i mean so i think maybe that plays a role i don't want to say that's the de facto factor of why there's less support for european nations than there are for uh, say South American nations in Russia. What I found ho- very interesting is that the English fan. What I found very interesting is that the English fans, uh, they didn't show up to Russia. They were like they were kind of told though to not show up because yeah. of hooliganism. Because we've yeah. actually touched yeah. upon this as well. Uh, the Russian hooligans and the English hooligans did not. They don't go well together. Yeah. No. Um, but uh, one of the commentators were saying the other day that the English fans are actually all now getting together and they're coming to Russia for the knockout stages because uh, I think a lot of them were just kind of like, oh, we're not going to go supporting when it's the, all that same hype every year where they're not going to get, they're going to, we're going to be like, it's yeah. coming home, it's coming home. And then they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And so a lot of the English fans were waiting to see what England what did before co- going to Russia, which I don't know how I feel about it. Cause it's like, if you're going to support your country, support yeah. your country from the get go. Don't be a glory hunter yeah. where it's like, because you're hiding behind the fact of, oh, they've disappointed me in the past, so I'm yeah. not going to give them anything. But it's like, you can't do that. It's you like can't a Fairweather fan. Yeah. Despite the fact that maybe, I don't necessarily think that they are Fairweather. It's just a matter of like, I get it. You've been disappointed in the past, but it's your country. Support your country yeah. just from the get-go. And so yeah. it's a, it's such a hard topic because you can't tell someone to be nationalistic, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that, that that point that you make of them kind of experiencing kind of cultural shifts within 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 Europe is important because I think it, it's overlooked that in these South American countries club rivalry is as important if not more ferocious than say in England right I mean it's life or death in some of these countries for, for real yeah um, so I don't think that because I, I was gonna ask the question of if you think that club support actually hinders the support of the national team but I don't think that 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 that's the case and, and South America is kind of an example of that not of of that of that not being so. So I do think that that's an important point to notice is that 
maybe these South American countries, because they don't have as much, but again, it's hard to say, but because they don't have as much immigration into the country, it's a very kind of, you are Colombian if you are in Colombia, to yeah. per se that you have no other kind of cultural background. Or even like Senegal or like... Right, and even these African nations that have been traveling really well as well, they don't they don't have that kind of blurred line, the, the kind of, you are you know what you are if you are in these countries, if you're from there. Or at least um, not to the extent that the European Right, it's not, it's not as, as popular, the, the, Im- the immigrating population yeah. is not as big. Um, so I, I definitely think that plays a role. I find, yeah, it's just crazy to me that you know you have these countries that have won world cups that they should have massive support spain france england uh germany but you know they have supporters yeah of course but it just seems like they may not travel as much they may not go to the games because they do show you know they do every time they'll cut to the camera of like some plaza or some square in these countries it's packed with fans Yeah. yeah so there is fans you know it's just interesting that the traveling support to go really be behind your team is seems to be what's lacking yeah it wouldn't necessarily the traveling fans you see from the countries wouldn't necessarily correlate to what you think a traveling fan base would be like right so i mean along the lines of 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 talking about these blurred lines between immigration and everything like that uh some people argue that it's almost like you know why support your nation a lot of people don't have any nationalism but it's also the same reason of why do you support your club right and so at the at the end of the day i think it comes down to each club in the world was created in a city to reach a you know regional section geographically, and that's the people who supported. If you were born in Manchester, you had your selection of clubs. You know Manchester City, Manchester United. Today it's very globalized, so I can see why some people don't see it that way. But all these clubs have to be rooted geographically somewhere, right? Like Manchester United can't just exist nowhere. Yeah. Like it has to exist somewhere, and. You know, because it exists somewhere, that means that there's an inherent culture attached to it because it has to exist somewhere. So, you know, you can't say that clubs and countries don't have that cultural aspect to it because that's what makes those people be united, you know, and, and it it's the same kind of thing for country. Um, some people argue that the, the World Cup is silly because, like, why are you having countries play each other? Like, yeah. we should just be a united world. But it's yeah. like we have so many different cultures throughout the world. What about the Olympics then? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> right. And right. so it's like, you know, your national team, you support it because you have a connection to that country. I don't, I'm not saying that you can only support a country because you were born there, or you can only support a country because of whatever you can support a country because you have a connection to it. But it's a similar thing as to why you support a club. Originally it was because of geography and today it might not be that way, but it still needs to be rooted somewhere. Right. Right. No, I agree. And I think, to me, the World Cup and kind of the idea of international football is the culmination of kind of, in a sense, what it means to kind of be a human being. And that may seem extreme, but I'll explain a little bit. And that the World Cup is bringing together all of these different cultures, whether it be uh, Senegalese and Japanese, um, French, German, whatever it may be. All of these different nations are coming together and in love for this one common thing. And we've seen images of kind of uh, Senegalese and and, um, uh, Croatian people taking pictures together. Two two people you would never necessarily think in terms of like what they have in common. Like nothing, nothing. But they're there at games taking pictures together, celebrating, swapping jerseys. I've seen pictures of a, a, a Senegal fan swapping jerseys with a Croatian fan. So you're seeing things that, um, kind of you wouldn't normally see right and and then in terms of um 
breaking it down even further, you're seeing different parts of, of countries that maybe don't disagree in terms of political views or, or something like that. They come together to support this one thing and show that there really can, there really is a way to unify us in terms of um, a single belief if we really tried hard enough and had something to kind of represent that. So I think that international support is important for me at least because it, it shows that there is kind of a good, right? There is a common ground between mm -hmm. all, all of us that we can get behind. And then even much so, even further so, like not just country specific, you can unify the whole world, right? This, this can be a whole world thing even if we're not all on the same team. So that's what, what kind of international football means to me and it's just kind of this this ultimate representation of how important and how powerful something like a sport can be yeah 100 percent. i think that that's that's a major major point in that no matter how hard we try there will always be differences because right. of geography yeah the world is much smaller today than it was you know 50 years ago before the internet. And I mean that not in an actual sense. I mean yeah. that where it's like, I can be chatting with someone from Japan right now on the internet. Yeah. And so like, yes, the world is much smaller, but you're always gonna have differences amongst people, no matter how hard you try. There will always be sections of people who identify in a certain situation with certain cultures, with certain beliefs. But I do think that the World Cup brings people together across the board. And I mean, who would have thought that you'd have a bunch of Mexican people going to a South Korean right. embassy, making the ambassador come out and take tequila shots right. like that? Right. That right there is is what coming together of cultures means. Right. Like you have a Korean guy who just happens to be very. Di he's a diplomat. He's, he's right. an ambassador. Um, he's going to he's now being brought into this very cultural Mexican thing of celebrating and taking tequila shots because of a sport and it's like sure he could have gone out to a bar and taken tequila shots but right. this is kind of the unifying parts of the world that is very interesting right and even for myself i will say like i'm not necessarily super ingrained in the brazilian cult culture in my day in and day out but i've noticed that during the world cup i'm more involved in brazilian websites and stuff that i normally wouldn't do but now i'm finding more of a connection to try to just root myself more into the into the idea of being brazilian right so i think that these things can really make you a little more open-minded and, and just kind of embrace different cultures, even if you normally wouldn't necessarily do so. Right. Yeah. It's cool for you guys for sure. Cause you're living now in the United States, but then when that world cup comes around, you kind of get to ingrain yourself in right. the culture of where your family is from. I can't say the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the world cup comes around. It's like, I do learn a little bit more about the players and stuff that I may not have followed throughout the MLS season, but they're, I mean, I think, because I can't really say the United States is so vast that you don't even get that cultural kind of feeling for soccer, but that's not true because Brazil is Huge. just as yeah. fucking big. Yeah. Um, But I feel like soccer isn't as popular a sport, yeah. so I think well, I that think has you're to come into yeah, play. I think you specifically are suffering more from the fact that the U.S. is not in it. Right, yeah. so you're not feeling that same. That's true. I can't. You, really talk. you can't say you have that same feeling as we because your country's not in it. Because you and guys even, suck. But even the Netherlands, right? Like yeah. that was who you would associate yourself with. Even if yeah. the U.S. weren't in it, or if you know, maybe even if the U.S. were in it, not being in it, you don't have. It's like watching your your brother, older brothers play something, and you're just kind of on the sidelines. You true. don't really. Un, you're not. You I have the broken. I have the unplugged controller right. Yeah, now. <laughs> you have the unplugged controller. So I have you can't. Nothing for this. Your perspective is interesting from the fact that just like. It can be really inclusive, but it also, it also can't be. Right. Well, I will say this, man. The last World Cup in 2014, we went to uh, Government Center in Boston and watched 
the USA Germany game yeah. on a huge screen. There was forty thousand people standing yeah. outside oh. of, of the yeah. of City that's Hall cool. in Boston. I wasn't there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that to me, when I saw that, that shook. That's me. like that's right. that's another thing. You like see we, I was experiencing the, the same type of um, kind of mass population as if whenever I've gone to like a, a Bruins parade or a Red Sox parade, like trains being packed to the brim, you're hot, sweaty. It, it's kind of this crazy mess. All to come watch. USA play, which is super interesting. Which True. I, I honestly, when I saw that, I didn't expect to see that in the United States. Yeah. I actually got when we got off the the train and we walked over to government center. I was just like, "Yo, for real! Like this Yo, is people are actually heads. here. Yeah. Like you had people uh, like leaving on huge lunch breaks to go watch, man. It, the, like it was packed with people, and that really shook me. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy! Like yeah. this is what the support could be in the U.S." Yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely think that there is a, a kind of. Um, Obviously, the U.S. not being in it, we don't get to see or experience yeah. that type of that type of excitement. Yeah, no, for sure. But bringing it back to like the original point of 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 this, and it was like, what kind of means more, right? Um, you, people have been criticizing Neymar for crying during the second Brazil game, right? And you know, you had Son on on South Korea crying after the second uh, Korean game, and you have these players displaying these massive amounts of emotion during the World Cup. That to me just shows how important uh, international soccer can mean because uh, it's crazy, right? You, you, you have, at the end of the day, you have these 23 players representing kind of a whole country. And despite the fact that they may, that may not actually make as much sense, really, if you look at it, like how can 23 people represent, you know, millions and millions and millions. But at the end of the day, these, pe- these 23 players are putting on the colors of this country and they are going out there and representing your country. That puts so much weight on you. Right. Like, which is different than when you're at a club team, like when you're at a when you're on a club team. Sure. If you support Bayern, if you support or if you play for Bayern, if you play for Manchester United, if you play for Barcelona. Yes, you're kind of representing that region. But at the same time, all these play, all of these clubs have rivals. All of these clubs have other clubs within that same region. And so it may not be as uh, regionally charged as, say, the national team. Yep. But it, it. it just doesn't mean as I don't want to say that it doesn't mean as much, but it's more like individual. Like you have a you have a star player on a team, he's gonna represent that club and its fans, not like a whole country. Yeah. Which I think is the big difference where it's like Neymar had the weight of two hundred something million Brazilians on his back and he still does, right? And True. it's like, you know uh, at PSG he's just he's mad good, but he doesn't have that type of weight on him. It may be a different weight. It may be a similar weight, yeah. but it's it's very different and it's very diffused across yeah. the board. It's like because it's a club and there's other players and there's staff and not that there isn't that with the national team, but it's just like he doesn't have as much pressure at PSG as he does anytime he play, puts on a Brazil jersey. Too, and maybe and maybe that p- comes into play history and stuff. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like you put on the shirt of your country. Maybe the people of that country may not be as attached to the team. But they're still representing you. Well, yeah. I, I actually think that idea of representation that you bring up is super important. And, and it's kind of uh, just uh, quickly thinking about it is kind of a common thread between a bunch of these countries that have been traveling a little better in the idea that. And I don't want to generalize too much, but a lot of these countries that have traveled well from South America and Africa are kind of countries that are underdeveloped. Right. Uh, a, a lot of them, they're not necessarily the, the first world country. They're not the United States. They're not the Germany. They're not the England. Whereas these people that are on the pitch right now represent way more than just a team for them. It kind of represents a, 
they're a symbol of say for uh, someone in Panama it's a, a symbol that I can go do something I can go be at the highest stage of whatever it is right I'm not stuck in this environment or maybe a, a Sadio Mane how important he is, is to his people he can come out he the kids that are watching him on the TVs right now can be like I can get out of this environment or get out of the situation and go do more with my life than than kind of just suffering under these conditions right and, and i'm not i'm not saying that every single tra good traveling team out there is a country that is underdeveloped don't don't take that for that but i'm saying that for a lot of these countries these people mean more to them than just soccer players True. and and even onto that uh, on top of that yes these individual players they can show a world of possibility to the people of these countries but even more so than that the fact that they are on national television the fact that panama made it to the world cup and they are in front of you know billions of people or they were in front of billions of people it just puts a spotlight on their country it then allows them to have exposure that they would never necessarily have like think about it if you let's say you were living in france how often do you would you be thinking about panama right. in general True, like right. you may never even think about panama for right. any reason and that's funny because i actually watched a video recently of um this lady going up to people in in london and showing them flags from different countries and, and people had no idea Panama's flag, Costa Rica's flag, but like you show them a, a Germany, they know who they are, right? So it's not just the, it, it, it really is putting them on the map. And we've seen it, we've seen it with, uh, say, for example, Costa Rica, a team that was dead in the water, right? Did nothing. They, they, they had no chance of getting out of the group stage. They score a goal yesterday and their fans erupted as if it were, they had just won the World Cup. Yeah. And you would think, like, why does that really matter? Well, it's because, like, they, it, it's so much it is so much harder for these teams to get there but it means so much to these people just to to see a moment of success for their clubs or for, for their to their team sorry i just think it's fascinating that soccer became a vehicle to have the national support right like this this happens in the olympics right to an extent um but the fact that this, all of this happened with the World Cup with soccer, like it's such a great, like you have nationalism on this left side and, and sport on the right side. And the fact that these two merge together to make this amazing baby that is the World Cup blows my mind because yeah. like it used to be war, right? It used to be like, yeah. my country's yeah. better than yours. I'm going to go kill you. Yeah. Now it's like, hey man, my country is better at soccer than yours. And it's just, it's, I prefer this to war. So yeah. let's keep this going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep this going, friends. Like, let's not go kill each other. Let's just, you know, play soccer. I think it's great. Um, but it's such a crazy thing where it's like you have such a, a – uh, on the surface level, for a lot of Americans, I will say, I don't think that they, they conceptualize this as much as some people do where they just think of it as a sport. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just a sport. It's just, you know, whatever. But the soccer has always been and will always be – so much more than just the sport it represents yeah. so much more like you can have a lot of casual american sports fans right like people like yeah uh, i follow uh, for example i have a couple we have a couple friends who they like the nba but they may not like a specific team they just like the sport of basketball or whatever yeah. but that's kind of just it for them it's just a sport they like they like basketball it's a cool sport that's kind of where it ends for them but the fact that soccer goes from just liking a sport to meaning so much to so many people. And I'm not saying it has to mean that much to everybody. I just think that it means so much to so many people clearly as to why there's a world cup. I think that's phenomenal. I love that. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just, I guess answer the same question we started with is what do we think is more important overall for most people? Should you f support your club or should you support your country more? 
the long silence is because I, I just really don't know. I, I don't want to say one is, is more important than the other. Um, I think that in the long run, kind of international support is is a little more important just because at the end of the day, the World Cup is the biggest competition in the world. And out of any sport, I don't care what anyone says, it's bigger than any 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 competition in the world. So winning, if you have the chance to just see your team win that once would be enough for a lifetime of, of joy. Um, we as Brazilians are a little spoiled and we've now it's become a normal thing. But that that joy alone, I mean, it's like seeing your team win the Champions League or the Libertadores like a hundred times over. The joy that you see in a country, I mean, we've seen it in Mexico with winning a game or seeing it, their team just qualify. You see how you'll never see that type of unification with anything in the world other th other than the World Cup. So I think that for me, the more important is international support. Um, I just think it means way more than than any club competition, you know, any what any any club could ever do. Um, so to me, that I th I think international. Yeah, I'll probably agree with you just because of the fact that if you want your sport to grow within your own country, why wouldn't you want to support your national team to the full extent of whenever that happens? I mean, me personally, I think I don't, but maybe I should because that would help kind of put that United States soccer a bit of a little bit more on a pedestal per yeah. se. Um, it stinks that we're not in it, like you guys said. We, I could have probably been a part of something that would have been really cool and yeah. even made a more intrinsically, n more intrinsic value for the sport. I think yeah. as as a national team. Um, so I guess we'll have to answer this question again in four years' time when we <laughs> do, make, do it, make it, or hopefully uh, do make it. Hey, if yeah, not, yeah. don't don't count your chickens before they eight hatch years. Or whatever. We'll be there. They'll for definitely sure. be in that one. <laughs> so hit me back up in eight <laughs> years. Uh, for me, I want to say. It's it's different. I, I, I don't think you should quantify both. Yes, I'm going to go against the whole topic of this podcast. But Louie, you asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Um, I can totally see it. I'm, I'm spoiled as a Brazilian, right? And you can call me a front runner for being a Man United fan, whatever. I don't care. But uh, like, I, I, for me, I, from my personal standpoint, to me, being a Brazilian and supporting the Brazilian national team, is something that means so much to me personally because it's one of my earliest soccer memories, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch the 2002 World Cup. Those are things that I will carry for the rest of my life, waking up with my family, sitting on a couch at 4 in the fucking morning when all of my family had to work, and they all worked like construction jobs and stuff, like within three hours, you know right. what I mean? That, to me, just, it will always stay in my mind, and that is something that is a personal thing for me. But I can definitely see where some some countries don't have that nationalistic pride, Right. I can totally see how uh, if you have a country that's never made the World Cup or has never really done well in the World Cup, why you would support your, your club team so much more. Right. And so I, I can't tell you here which one's more important, but I can say that the scenes of what it means when I, I'm, your country doesn't have to win the World Cup for you to experience that joy, right? Mexico's never won a World Cup, but that doesn't stop them from celebrating like they have every time they've won a game. Right. You know what I mean? They lost the game yesterday, and they <laughs> celebrated like they won the World right. Cup. And that, to me, is the most important. Because within the World Cup, I don't think it's all about winning, necessarily. It is. Yeah. But for your country uh, to, to win a game and to just be unified and to just... Be partying with the people of your country and with other people. That means so much more. 
um, just watch the news during this month of the World Cup and watch people celebrating. That is yeah. the most important thing um, to me because when your club team wins, yeah, you're celebrating with the people who support that club, right? Uh, but at the same time, when you when you're partying for your country, there's so many yeah. pe so many more people. Yeah. It's just so much further reaching, I guess. Um, but then again, I can understand why it's different. So so. I, I'm going to sit on the fence. My answer will be that it depends. <laughs> um, Great answer. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I get, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm a huge Man United supporter, but I don't have that connection with the people of Manchester that say, you know, the local lads over in Manchester have with each other and they support Man United. I get it. Uh, whereas, you know, I'm Brazilian. I have <laughs> Brazilian family, Brazilian friends, I live in a community within the United States that has a lot of Brazilian people. So for me, it's, I have that bigger connection within right. within my day-to-day -day life. Uh, but then again, I can see where if I didn't support Man United and I supported, let's say, the New England Revolution, it might be different. Um, I do support the New England Revs, just not the way that... No, you don't. It. Okay, maybe I don't. But, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my sitting on the fence answer, and I'm going to leave it at that. Either way, support your club, support your country. It's amazing. It's fun. Just do it. Enjoy the World Cup while it's still here. Because it's going to be another four years. It's agonizing to wait for the World Cup. I know. But then again, it's like... That's it why like, I just I just take breaks. I'm like, once the World Cup's over, I'm just like, no I, no international for me. I just like don't. <laughs> no. It's honestly it's so painstaking for me to watch Brazil during the World Cup. It is it's emotionally like, exhausting. It's like, a, it's like a Manchester United versus Liverpool game for me. Where, like I actually hate Watching them it. because it's not fun. It's like my... Like it just it's just like not interesting to me unless they start winning by like three nothing in the first ten minutes. Other than that, it's just <laughs> like I don't need nail biting games. I don't need any of that emotion. Um, it was like last so, yeah. Friday in the Costa Rica game. Brazil didn't yeah. score until the ninety first minute, and I think I I, I thought I was like, gonna have I a heart sweat, attack. Yeah, I, I was sweat through my shirt. Guys. My heart was like, like just like exploding. It just doesn't – it's just not – it's not comfortable. Right. Soccer isn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what happens? I suffered for 90 minutes. Like I had my head in my hands going, wow, I can't believe that Brazil is going to tie this game. I was – I think I was getting physically ill. Brazil score. And yes. we celebrated so hard that I literally – that to me is what soccer means. It's how much I – like I love soccer so much because of how much we celebrated that win. Oh my God, like just that feeling of exhilaration, you don't yeah. get that with a lot of other things. And that to me is what makes it so much m like better. Yeah. Oh my God. When, 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 when Cochino scored that goal on Friday, my God. I felt like was... I played the game. I was like so emotional. Like I, I probably could have, I probably could have cried with Neymar. Like if I wasn't in a room full of people, I probably could have cried oh, yeah. with Neymar. No, I, man, I, I went home after that game. And I literally sat I down did. and was like, and wow. I did cry. <laughs> I did, and I did cry. <laughs> I sat down and was like, wow, I'm tired from watching that game. <laughs> yeah, that, I was, that's, I, dude, I felt the same. I was, I was like, like, God, <laughs> I am exhausted from that game. Um, yeah, the last time I felt like that was the Champions League final. Like, it was just like, damn, like, why do I even, like, want to watch this <laughs> yeah, right now? It's just so yeah. fucking. And then, like, Mo went down. Like, damn, like, I was just, like, literally beside yeah. myself. And it's just crazy. But then Mane scored. But then it was yeah. like, yay. But then they scored two more goals. But I don't know. I chalked that up to Karius having a concussion. <laughs> uh, okay. I think we're getting a little sidetracked. Yeah. That's it. That's it for this episode. So you got a little taste of what we thought. We support club, country. Let us know what you think. Do you support club like me? 
country like Alan, or halfway in between like Louie. We love to hear what you think. As always, we answer your call. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.